This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. No my Hari Mai Kihipuna Kordiro, a podcast hosted by Go Eco Wakato. We are an environment and climate hub based in Kirikiriro, but we serve the Wakato region with a mission to be a voice for the environment, a centre for learning and a catalyst for change. We provide community education, collaborate with and support environmental groups and projects, provide inspiration for lighter living, and advocate on behalf of the environment. Kokali Pike Toku Ingwa. In our most recent episode, I spoke about Pack the Chamber, a Climate Action Hub event to remind Hamilton City Councillors of the urgency that needs to be placed on the Climate Change Strategy and Emissions Reduction Plan. We'll be back in the Chamber early next year to make sure the plan is adequately resourced through the annual plan and then long-term plan. You'll find that episode of Hipuna Kōrero on your favourite podcast platform like Spotify, iHeartRadio and Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to follow us so you don't miss an episode. Itene Wiki, on September 16th, voting papers will be sent to all eligible voters for this year's local election. Your vote for your city or district council, as well as for the Wakato Regional Council. Over the next month on Hipuna Kōrero, we'll be talking about the Wakato Regional Council to educate you, the listener, on the role of the council, some of the bigger challenges and opportunities from around the region. We will be encouraging you to attend our online candidate forum we are hosting called Hipikinga Waiora on September 14th. It's an opportunity to hear from candidates across all of the wards and it will give you a good uh, idea of what's happening around the wider Wakato region. Karen Bennett is the manager of Chris McClay, chief executive of Wakato Regional Council's office. Karen has been in the role since 2014 with responsibilities for corporate sustainability and supporting the chief executive with stakeholder relationships and strategy. Karen will be helping us understand the role of the Wakato Regional Council and the key issues highlighted in their pre-election report, which is available on their website and certainly worth a read. And, uh, kia ora Karen, thank you for joining us this morning. Kia ora Kerry, thank you very much for having me. Looking forward to having a chat with you about Waikato Regional Council and the work we do and how our communities can get involved. The purpose of the Regional Council is working together for a Waikato region that has a healthy environment, strong economy and vibrant communities. That's premised on the fact that everything our economy and our communities depend upon is actually our environment. It's the services provided by our natural capital. It's the regulating aspects of our wetlands, of our waterways, of the air. It's so important and it drives our economy. And it's the cultural basis, particularly for us in Waikato. It's a real privilege to work at this organisation for our region, for our communities. We cover a vast area, 25,000 square kilometres of the central North Island. 10,000 square kilometres of the coastal marine area. We work with 10 districts from the Bombays just south of Auckland down to National Park, Tongariro, across to Moko and across to the Thames Coromandel. It's a vast area, it's diverse, it's culturally rich, it's a wonderful region. We're 10% of the national economy and it is 
again, a rich and diversified economy, huge privilege and position and potential. Um, and we just have some fantastic natural wonders. Sanctuary Mountain, the largest inland pest-free sanctuary for our wonderful bird life. And we've also got internationally renowned wetlands. So we are a place of huge potential. We have heaps of work underway for a healthy environment. Things like uh, working alongside communities and landowners to support the huge efforts they're making to protect and restore native habitats, as well as carrying out pest, plant and animal control, protecting cardiff forests from disease, and providing money. Um, this is one that communities can get involved with, three contestable funds to support your environmental projects. Uh, the policies and rules are being reviewed and renewed for activities in the coastal marine area. And an interesting piece of work we're doing right now is completing a comprehensive climate change risk assessment for the region, which will give us a collective understanding of climate risk for all aspects of our environment, people, property, and the economy. Look out for a comprehensive state of the environment reporting program with 25 technical reports, which give you all you need to know about the region's natural resources, the pressures on the environment, and the potential responses to improve environmental outcomes in the future. We've also got a big project underway about looking at the tonnage composition and how we can divert waste sent to landfill. Um, this will be a huge part of future waste prevention and reduction work for our entire region and working alongside our neighbours at the Bay of Plenty. We talked about how large our region is and the strength of our economy. This is where our flood protection schemes are absolutely vital protecting 3,000 square kilometres of land, as well as critical services and infrastructure, such as the railway corridors and the, the main state highways, schools, um, households. And also just being able to maintain the productivity of this land boosts our regional economy by $2.2 billion every year, just showing how important this infrastructure is to our region. Fortunately, we have been awarded quite a lot of government funding this year in response to COVID-19, and so we've been able to stimulate the economy and create jobs while also protecting and enhancing water quality, biodiversity, soils, and also to protect our communities from flooding. So absolutely fantastic to have that millions of dollars boost from the government. This is an area we will continue to focus on, of course, because an awful lot of the work passed to the regional council comes from the government, but it doesn't come with funding to support that work. So this is an area we will continue to lobby the government to actually bring work programs fully funded to our table. You might have seen our buses going around Hamilton and certainly other parts of the region as well. And uh, connectivity is crucial to the development of our region and the well-being of our communities. You know, it improves access to essential services, transport to work, to health services, um, to get out and see your friends. So if you've heard of Tahuya, the train, that's a twice-daily commuter service between Waikato and Auckland. And also we've got a whole lot of um, improvements to our bus services, an alternative to private vehicle travel, and reducing congestion and providing access for the transport disadvantaged folk.
So this is another um, area that we really hope that our communities will take up the opportunities for bus services because this is all part of our low emissions future. When we talk about environment, economy and communities, a lot of people say that is such local government speak. And I just (laughs) want to say, yep, it really is local government speak because in actual fact, that's our purpose under the Local Government Act. But we work with so many different parties, so many different groups, so many different individuals. And one of our key projects is the Waikato Wellbeing Project. And they'll often say, actually, this is about making sure we have our future for um, our mokapuna and for the mokapuna of our mokapuna. So I think that's really what local government's about, the well-being for future generations into um, and across boundaries. There are some big government reforms underway at the moment. Can you talk us through what we need to know about those? I mean, I'm thinking the Resource Management Act, water reform and local government reforms. Yeah, it's a time of um, great change, great change and challenge. And certainly the resource management reform is going to be and is a biggie for us. That's because there are three new pieces of legislation replacing the existing Resource Management Act, which we've had in place since 1991. The primary piece of new legislation, the Natural and Built Environments Act, is expected to be introduced to Parliament this year alongside the Spatial Planning Act. The Climate Adaptation Act is uh, a little bit further down the track. Excuse me. And uh, they will all splice together to start creating a, a new um, outcomes-based legislative framework for resource management. Uh, at our council, every piece of work we do is now viewed through a lens considering the effects of a changing climate on our communities, and certainly the new legislative framework will be a huge help in addressing these issues in the years to come. It's nice of you to describe them as um, being of help to the work that you do. You know, when we hear about reforms, it tends to be a little bit antagonistic, but you've mentioned them being helpful to you. Well, we hope that all the um, opportunities to feed into these processes will provide workable solutions. And it's not going to happen overnight. This is a really um, huge structural systemic change which will take time and probably over the next 10 years of incremental shifts as various parts of New Zealand are brought into this new system. Still details to be worked out and so we are taking an active part in um, submitting to the government's proposals. In your pre-election report, it mentions six strategic priorities. And while we don't have time to go over them all today, I just wanted to ask uh, around climate, uh, your, the priority there, and how you've been able to uh, make sure that's a priority within the council now and in the future as well. Hmm. So we have a climate action roadmap, which is a a discussion document for us to have these conversations with our councillors, with our stakeholders, and with our staff. And it is an evidence-based document that shows nine pathways toward the net zero emissions by 2050. 
and it covers things like coastal resilience, agriculture and soils, uh, fresh water, habitat restoration and planting, future of transport, um, and also things like sustainable investment and biodiversity and renewable energies, absolutely critical to the future that we see for Waikato, New Zealand, and, and globally indeed. So we have an expectation that every staff report to our councillors will have an implication of, of climate in the decision-making process. It will look at opportunities for adaptation, that is um, preparing our communities for the changes we're already seeing, and also for mitigation, reducing our, our emissions. But also, how do council show leadership by making this decision? And how can they share information? So that's one way we've embedded climate considerations in our everyday work program. So some specific projects uh, alongside our stakeholders and EWI partners, we're progressing the regional climate change risk assessment, which will help inform and prioritize adaptation planning and targeted action. This assessment will also help with the future regional spatial planning strategy about how and where our region will grow. So this work is preparatory for these reform processes underway now. Also of interest is a water security strategy. You know, it will mm -hmm. help us um, face the water security problem the region is already facing and set recommendations to improve the situation. Already, we're finding that, um, for example, some parts of the region development will be curtailed because there is insufficient water to run new factories, for example, or to put a whole lot of new residential development in place. So we have to find ways to ensure that water is available. Um, transport is a huge area of focus for our climate strategy. 16% of our region's emissions and 60% in Hamilton are from transport. So we have a transport emissions reduction working group preparing a really ambitious transport emission reduction plan for the region, so look out for that. You've described a region which is geographically diverse uh, from coastal areas to our inland to wetlands to our forested uh, ecological island in Mangatauteri. Uh, so very diverse. Um, you've also mentioned, I guess, some of the challenges uh, that we are working together on, uh, particularly around climate and biodiversity loss, um, and the need for us to adapt and change the way we do things, and, and you know, thinking in particular through transport services. So what question would you ask of the candidates who are vying for a position in one of the six wards of the Wakato Regional Council? Well, we're very much looking forward to um, a new term. It's always an exciting opportunity mm. to meet new people and set a new direction or to continue and strengthen our existing direction. So I think we'd ask, are you looking forward to exploring new ideas, learning, being agile in your decision-making and actions as we move forward to develop a resilient region one that's innovative and attracts people and builds on our existing capabilities, where you 
work to grow a connected community where people are connected across whānau, communities, uh, a vibrant Māori culture and economy, and always a sustainable region, one that is creating a wonderful place for our mokopuna and the mokopuna of our mokopuna. Kia ora, Karen. Uh, that's a fantastic question. <laughs> um, and one I hope that uh, the listeners uh, consider asking of the candidates before they head in and vote uh, in the election that's coming up. Thank you so much for your time today and describing to us the, the, the um, breadth of the work that the Wakato Regional Council does as we uh, prepare to get a, a more engaged uh, community voting and taking part in decision-making in the next triennium as well. So, Karen, thank you so much for your time this morning. Thank you. Kete mai, kweke hipuna korero. That was Karen Bennett, the manager of Chief Executive of Wakata Regional Council's office, to talk about the work of the Wakata Regional Council as we head into a local election. At GoEco, we're always looking for ways to help get you involved in the work that we do, whether it be kai, biodiversity, transport, or an enterprise. If you're looking at a new volunteering opportunity, we list those with Volunteering Wakato. So head to their website to see our current vacancies and to register your interest. At the moment, we're looking for volunteers to help in our car park garden. This is a space behind our centre in Frankton where we remove the car parks and have replaced them with a productive food growing garden instead. We're looking for food rescue drivers and driver assistants, people who are passionate about diverting edible food from landfill and making sure they get out, uh, that food gets out into the community. We're looking for bike mechanics, people who can teach others how to do basic repairs on their push bike and you'll be based at our bike hub in Frankton. If you love talking to the community, particularly about biodiversity, conservation and predator control, we're looking for somebody to help at the monthly Trash and Treasure Market in Cambridge. It's on the second Sunday of each month and you'll be a store helper there helping us. We're looking for a retail superstar, somebody who can come into our Frankton Eco Shop to support our enterprise coordinator. The Eco Shop is a way for us to generate income to support environmental projects across the Waikato. We could do with your help. We're also looking at people who have graphic design skills, uh, digital content creation skills, or somebody who uh, just wants to develop any uh, marketing and comm skills. Uh, we've got roles aplenty. Again, head to Volunteering Wakato to apply for those roles or you can send an email to hello at goeco.org.nz to express interest. We've got lots of events and workshops coming up over the next few months, uh, starting with restoration talks. So we have organised four speakers to share their experiences and perspectives on building relationships with and supporting the aspirations of mana whenua in restoration. They have been held fortnightly and started on August 10th with Carolyn Hopper from Ngāti Wairere and Kerry Thompson from Ngāti Hawa Mahi Trust on the 24th of August. But it's not too late to enrol uh, for one or both of the remaining kōrero. On the 7th of September, Joe Wrigley, manager of Go Eco, and Catherine Delahunty, a tītiriti educator and environmental activist, will be on the 21st of September. So that's the 7th of September and the 21st. 1st of September. 
Each of the fortnightly talks starts at 7.30pm and can be attended on Zoom or in person at Earth Diverse, 401 Anglesey Street in Kirikirirua. You can find out more and register for those on the Earth Diverse website and it's a koha for attendance. So it's earthdiverse.org.nz We have a series of gardening workshops coming up. Our free gardening workshops help support a climate-friendly and food-secure community. Gardening can be experimental, so asking questions and sharing past experience is always encouraged within the group, uh, which is why we welcome beginners and the more experienced growers alike. Our Kai workshops are facilitated by Michael Halia, our resident gardener and arborist, who takes a permaculture approach to the relationship of food growing and the environment. And we just ask for a donation for these workshops. Uh, but we do need you to register and you can find out how to do that online if you head to Eventbrite and search for GoEco or you'll find a link on our uh, Facebook page or website. The first of our gardening workshops is Kumara Growing. Uh, August is here so it's time to get your Kumara sprouting to have a good supply of tipu for spring planting. At this workshop you'll learn everything you need to know to get started with the staple crop from planting to harvest. It's 10 till 12pm the 3rd of September at Go Eco, 188 Commerce Street in Frankton. We have a seed growing workshop where you'll learn everything you need to know to start growing from seed. Now starting from seed may seem like extra work but can be extremely rewarding as well as saving you money. At this hands-on workshop we'll sow a variety of seeds and practice pricking them out while discussing the best way to care for them. That's 10 till 12pm on the 10th of September again at Go Eco. We'll be holding the same workshop on seed growing at Waimaria Hamilton East Community House on Wellington Street on the 17th of September. We have a seed saving workshop at Kukutarihi Community Garden which is uh, behind Fairfield College. Seed sharing reduces the cost of growing your own food, helps grow regionally acclimatised plants and supports biodiversity and food sovereignty. Over the past two years, we've been developing a heritage seed garden at the Kukutarahi Community Garden, thanks to the support of the Fairfield Project. At this hands-on workshop, you'll learn everything you need to know about seed saving, including how plants reproduce. You'll learn which plants are easy or harder to save and why. If you have some seed to share, please bring it along. That one is on the 24th of September, again 10 till 12, at the Kukutarihi Community Garden. The final gardening workshop on this series is Urban Gardening and it's a workshop at the Go Eco Car Park. At this workshop you'll learn the benefits and challenges of gardening in small urban spaces. Held in the Go Eco Car Park Garden will show you how we turned concrete car parks into a productive food growing space with water storage and support of biodiversity, composting and worm farms. We'll talk about things like plant selection, clim climatic adaptation, water management, organic waste management and more. With ever-growing urban developments, spaces for growing food are becoming harder to access for a growing number of people. But if all we have is a car park, there are still lots we can grow in it. You can register for this event, which is on the 1st of October, 10 to 12 at GoEco, 
on Eventbrite. That's tinyurl.com forward slash go eco Eventbrite. Now this one's a bit exciting. On the September the 3rd, there is the Glow Ride and Glow Rave happening, which Go Eco are supporting. So start planning those outfits and start blinging up those bikes with all the UV, neon and lights you can find. Join the Glow Ride, which will start from Innes Common at 5.30pm and taking the Western Rail Trail to the Glow Rave in Garden Place. This is a family-friendly event, so please bring the kids along. It's lots and lots of fun and it's free. Today we've been talking to Karen Bennett from the Wakata Regional Council about the work that they do uh, and I mentioned that Go Eco are hosting a candidate forum. It's called He Peking Our Wayora um, and we are organising that alongside the Climate Action Hub and ACRE. It's 5.30pm Wednesday the 14th of September so we're organising it to be online for all the Waikato Regional Council candidates to help educate you on some of the issues happening around our region and of course learn more about the candidates vying for your vote. There are six wards in the Regional Council so you'll learn a little bit about the opportunities and challenges for each as of course there is an impact for the rest of us and councillors vote collectively so we do need to know who is around that table. We'll share the link on our social media page so you can join that online event shortly. There's a bike hub garage sale happening soon. I mean, we like to keep as much as possible from landfill, so have accumulated lots of bike parts. We need to make some space, so we're having a clear out, so come grab a bargain. If you have a bike or some parts you're happy to donate to help us raise funds for our bike hub, get in touch with Sandra at goeco.org.nz. The bike hub garage sale is 8 until 11am on the 24th of September at the bike hub, uh, which is at Go Eco in Frankton. And finally, predator control, which is trapping rats, stoats and possums, is the best chance our native birds have to survive in the habitats they have left. You can help by trapping in your backyard. Come into the eco shop for a $20 trap and tunnel or shop online, shop.goeco.org.nz. There are predator-free communities across Aotearoa, including here in Waikato. So if you'd like to join a community project to remove predators from gullies or bush and public spaces, get in touch by emailing Ellen, E-L-L-E-N, at goeco.org.nz. Next week, we'll continue the corridor on the Waikato Regional Council, their role and how to get involved. Hipuna Corridor is a podcast hosted by Go Eco. We are a not-for-profit environment and climate hub based in the Waikato region with a mission to be a voice for the environment, a centre for learning and a catalyst for change. You can find out more about our projects, including how to get involved, on our website, goeco.org.nz, on social media at Goeco Waikato. Or if you're local, visit us, 188 Commerce Street in Frankton, Kitty Kitty Roa. Join us again next week for a new episode, but make sure you follow or subscribe to Hipuna Kōrero on your favourite podcast platform so you don't miss an episode. Kia pai tōra, i hoa
For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.